Welcome back to our uh, bi-weekly or semi-weekly installment, whatever whatever it is, whichever one works, of the ECB cast, East Coast Bound cast. Today we got some titillating topics about uh, some interesting trades that have been going on in the past few weeks. You know, we had a like you know, blockbuster signing with Gordon Hayward not too long ago, and now we have an even bigger trade that just went hap- that just happened. And we're going to be talking about some of the rankings that have been released about some teams around the NBA. Um, interesting take uh, by ESPN and everyone else on some teams, but uh, we're going to be talking about it. And last but not least, some some of the favorite players of this group itself. We're going to be talking about the Ball Bros. So I know my man Narf and A-Ray have some interesting takes on the Ball Bros, and I'm going to let them go and uh, take it over to all you guys. Okay, first of all, who said that was my favorite player or one of my favorite players? That's straight cap. Second of all, I mean, I feel like like it's not as impressive. Like it is pretty impressive to get all three of your brothers in. That's really cool and all, right? But if you think about it, there's a better set of three brothers in the NBA, the Holiday brothers, and they're all pretty decent. They're all, honestly all they're all really good. No, nah, there, there's, the the there's a better set of brothers though. The Ante the Kumpo brothers, one's a champion. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I'll do you one better. The Plumley brothers. Mmm. The Gasol. Marshall Plumley. Mason Plumley. I can't even remember that third brother, but they're also Plumlee. good. Asking, but Marshall. Miles Plumley, Mason Plumley. Marshall Plumley. Yeah. So honestly, all I gotta say about the Ball Brothers is, out of all of them, Leangelo is the only one that has a jumper that looks like a normal jumper. Other than that, I have nothing to say about them. Wait, hang the, okay, hang the fuck on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, how how dare you forget the Curry brothers? Is that I mean that's not really a trio though, right? Like you know the the Plumlee brothers. That's they're a brothers trio. enough. Paul brothers trio. Ante Cooper brothers. Trio. They're brothers. They're brothers. Man, oh wait, the third Splash brother. I forgot about DeAndre Jordan, man. Oh my fault. Nar, continue. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, Lamelo. Uh, he's six eight point guard. You know that that's some crazy stuff. Uh, they just got a size uh, officially uh, measured. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty interesting to find out the new generation point guard. I feel bad for like old school point guards like Chris Paul and stuff having to like guard Lamelo and Ben Simmons. Uh, they probably wouldn't guard them, but like just being matched up like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah, it's it's crazy. This whole new generation, they're all like, like if you look at uh, all the new point guards or most of the new point guards that are coming to league, they're all like the size of a shooting guard or small fours or even power fours in certain cases. Like six eight for a point guard, that's insane. You know what I mean? I don't know, yeah. but we'll have to see how these three brothers play out. In my opinion, yeah. right now, you know even brought Holiday this topic Bulls. up though. I don't know why Issa brought this up. <laughs> he was the one that was supposed to be talking about this. I don't know why he went silent because we all started roasting him before uh, we started recording this podcast. Because uh, this dude was all hyped about Jello going to Detroit. What was that all about, Issa? Come on, talk, bro. Nothing? I mean, I got nothing to say, man. All I wanted to say was I I just <laughs> thought it was really interesting that, you know, LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball literally spoke it into existence, man. No one ever thought that Leangelo would get into the league, but somehow the Detroit Pistons saw him and were like, hey, let's pick up this dude. And even though like we could have seen LaMelo Ball coming into the league because his his skill is up there, like his offensive talent is up there, um, it's just insane that Leangelo Ball signs with Detroit like the same season. 
So it's going to be really interesting to see like how everything's going to play out. Cause the way I was looking at it, right. Like a lot of people already think that LaMelo is <clears throat> better than Lonzo offensively speaking, because like, you know, his three point shot is better looking according to some people than uh, Lonzo. But I would just think it's, it's going to be really interesting to see that dynamic. Like, you know, you have one brother, you know, with the Pelicans, you got one brother with the Timberwolves, you got, or Charlotte, my bad. Then you got one brother with Detroit. So I just want to, I just think it's going to be really interesting to see that dynamic play out. That That's the only reason why I was trying to bring it up. I don't know why everyone was clowning me for it. Be like, oh, why would you bring up the ball brothers? And now all you guys talking crap, bro. But you were the ones who wanted to talk about it. When I said no after that, you guys were like, oh, no, let's it's talk not about bad, it. bro. No, 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 no. Now you defend your position. Okay, why did you want to talk about it? I gave my appropriate answer. Now you now you give me a proper answer. All you said was, "Oh, the mellow ball is taking board guard. He's gonna be so hard to defend." The only reason I want to talk about it was to clown on you, bro, because it's not a relevant topic. Like no one cares about the ball brothers. Lonzo is irrelevant. Lamelo is the only relevant one because he actually has uh, good odds of winning Rookie of the Year. But Jello going to Detroit, that means nothing. He's probably not even going to get mid, uh, playing time. Like, maybe a minute, uh, and then they like, get waived after, or go to the G League again. So, yeah, I, I don't think this is news at all. But what the fuck? Yeah, like, like honestly, do you guys, like, do you guys even feel, like, anything for Detroit? Like, I don't, like... Like they're like just in like relative like obs- obscurity. Like they're not as bad. They're not as bad as like you know the Cavs, where they're infamous for being bad. I'm like I literally don't feel shit in any way, shape, or form for Detroit. I'm like you got Jeremy Grant going there, the Angelo Ball. Like at this point, it's more of a PR stunt than it is like a competitive one because of what the f- what kind of system do they have, bro? Like what is their goal or plan or whatever? I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like I don't yeah. know. They have Blake Griffin still, so. Oh, <laughs> dude, I I don't understand, dude. I don't understand. I I I I can't I can't. Oh I can't yeah, no, this. totally. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It's just they weird. do they do have one really good thing about them, and that that that's that they have the coach with Dwayne Casey. Like he's a really good coach. Yeah. Um, I think that he could try to he'll he can probably figure something out with the current roster that they have. But I feel like they need to give him a better lineup if they want to be actual like playoff contenders or even like championship contenders or whatever. Uh, but other than that, like Detroit signing Le- uh, Leangelo, I think it's really interesting. I don't know why they signed him. Uh, I mean, it's not I even a, it's not even a fully it's right, not a fully guaranteed contract. So, damn! If you're gonna interrupt, all right, my bad, my bad. Are you good? <laughs> no, what I was saying was like. I feel like LeVar pulled some strings like talking to someone and said, hey, sign my son, even if he's on the bench. I just want to make this happen. I feel like that's what happened. Yeah. It's but, almost I like a, if, yeah. I feel like if, if Leandro like shows out this season, it's going to be really interesting. But I, I don't know, though. Like, it, it's, it's it's interesting. That's, that's all I can say. It's interesting. Yeah. I, fact, I, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that, uh, Issa. Um, it, I think of it this way. They, 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 like, you know, this is all alleged. Like, I can't confirm any of this. Just maybe they were like, listen, like, like the ball family, they are a brand, uh, like, you know, first 100%. and foremost. And, uh, and what is it? They they saw it like this, like they were just like, uh, like, Hey, 
he may not be able to produce or like you know help you guys compete or whatever but like you know at the end of the day you guys are a business you guys aren't like an infallible like organization that only cares about winning and nothing else like you know they have to be able to pay the the players the employees the like the arena workers and everything so they're like and the ball brother does bring in some business right that's the way i see it that's probably what detroit's trying to do they need yeah. uh, they need all the they need everything they can get while we're talking about Detroit, though, um, their rookie Killian Hayes, uh, I think he's an interesting pickup uh, for the Detroit. Like he seems to have a lot of potential. He played professionally in France, so um, with uh, Derek Rose's mentor, uh, men- mentorship, uh, I think he has potential for sure. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I gotta, I, I gotta keep an eye on this dude because Loki, I never heard of this dude, but like I might have my follow him on IG to see what's up, what's up. So, all right. Um, uh, I feel like we are collectively blanking on any sort of thought, like on the ball bros at this point. So let's get into the real, real good stuff. Uh, uh, the Russ and the John Wall trade. Like, how do y'all feel? Because I know there's a very, very, like, uh, there's polarizing opinions on all sides for it. So, uh, uh, Kyle, you've been suspiciously quiet today. Uh, let's change that. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's no, it's no secret that I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Russell Westbrook. Uh, I mean, for the last episode, for two episodes ago, we spent like 15 minutes about him, and I called him trash and overrated and everything. But I do think Washington won the trade. Um, uh, so it's, the details of the trade were that Houston traded Russell Westbrook to Washington for John Wall and a 2023 first-round pick. Um, that first round pick is important because it's heavily protected in 2023. It's a lottery protected 2024 top 12, uh, the next year top 10. And then in 2026 top eight protected pick. So the highest that, um, Houston can get that pick at would be at number nine in 2026. And, um, they traded all their picks to get Russell Westbrook in the Chris Paul deal. So when they did that, they gave up their whole future. One thing that people have not been talking about is that they've been getting some picks back. They traded, they got two first round picks for Robert Covington, and then they got this third pick for Russell Westbrook. I do think at this point, it's hard to say that John Wall is better than Russell Westbrook. I don't think he is because he hasn't played in two years. Um, I actually wrote some stuff down per basketball reference. John Wall has in the last three years, uh, only played in 73 of a possible 236 games. Um, he's had a bunch of lower leg injuries and had, has had multiple surgeries. Uh, judging him is difficult because the last time he was healthy was his best season. So it's going to be, it's, it's, um, I think at this point, until we see it from John Wall, that the Wizards um, won the trade, in my opinion. That's, that's honestly. I honestly thought I was going to be the only one who said that. I thought people were going to say, oh, like, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're saying the Wizards won the trade? Or are you saying a uh, thing? The Wizards. The Wizards. The Wizards won the trade with Russ. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying, too. I thought I was going to be the only one with that opinion. Um, I, was, I was actually going to cite the exact same reasons. The thing is that, you know, uh, it's been a while since Wall has played, right? And he has all those injuries, right? Those I was going to say exactly that. And I feel like unless russ does like uh like stays how he's usually been right and like you know he just chucks up like really dumb shots at times right if he just keeps on doing what he's been doing for a while i feel like then the wizards would lose that trade but other than that i feel like uh wall 
he's good, right? But he, as you said, he hasn't played in a while. He has a lot of injuries on him. And unless he's willing to play like second fiddle to James Harden, right? And he's willing to take like a lower position with the ball, with less ball handling and everything like that, then I feel like uh, the Rockets could win the trade. But currently I see the Wizards out, like winning this trade on top. I got um... Go ahead. No, go for it. So um, one of the reasons I said that uh, Washington won the trade, don't get me wrong, this trade has setbacks for both teams. They basically, they basically traded the two worst contracts in the league for each other and said, good luck. Uh, I hope this works out better for you than it did for us. Um, one, of the, one of the drawbacks from Washington, and then me and, me and Narf were arguing about this in the group chat when he was saying that Bradley Bill isn't like an elite player because the Wizards only won 25 games last year. The reason that they only won 25 games is that they were a middle-of-pack offense, and per basketball reference, they were the second-worst defense in the – no, sorry, per NBA.com stats. They were the second-worst defense in the league last year, and that was only by point one. Um, the worst defense in the league was the Cavs, who were at a 114.8 defensive rating. The Wizards were at 114.7. So, I mean, there's only so much Bradley Beal can do when his entire team sucks on defense. Um, Russell Westbrook last year was coming off the most efficient season of his career. In the playoffs, he was hurt, so I don't hold that against him. Um, one of the things that he really did well last year was he drastically lowered his three-point attempt rate. I believe two seasons ago, he was attempting almost – a third of his um, third thirty percent of his shots from three, and last season was second lowest second lowest of his career at sixteen point six. So if he can keep that up, I think that's definitely going to be uh, that's definitely going to be a plus. But if he goes back to, to shot chucking, um, I, I don't see it working out for either team. Uh, just uh, I wanted to make one clarification. Um, Kyle said that I did. I I, I said. Bradley Beal's not an elite player. That's not what I said. I said John Wall is a better player than Bradley Beal. I just wanted to make that correction. Oh, uh, he's, he's not better than Bradley Beal. Interesting take. So. Interesting take. But okay. yeah, keep going. Sorry for interrupting, my bad. Uh, no, uh, I'll let uh, 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 take over. And then I'll, I'll come back to that t- uh, point later. Man, I feel like I'm the only one that's going to say that the, that the Rockets were the ones that actually won the trade. Um... So you did make some interesting points, but the reason why I'd say the Rockets won, it's not necessarily that they won the trade, but it's more of the Wizards losing the trade. And I know this is going to sound biased as somebody that doesn't really support um, Westbrook's game, but one thing that it does, having Westbrook on that team, is it kind of stunts the growth of some of their younger players, such as Rui Hachimura, Moritz Wagner. uh, I don't even remember the other dude's name. Um... Troy Brown or something like that. But these are all decent young players that have... Yeah, Thomas Bryant, that's another guy. Um, But all these younger players that could potentially have a bigger role, it kind of stunts their growth. And I know that John Wall has been hurt, but having him on the Rockets is a... You know, it's kind of a unique thing because now they have, like, three all-star level players if John Wall can stay healthy and if Cousins can stay healthy. They've got James Harden, and if... Those two players can stay healthy. That's three all-star players, and they could honestly make a run for the playoffs. Like they could make it to the championship. They have a chance if all three of them can, you know, be healthy, uh, make a good run. You know what I mean? But there's definitely a chance of that happening. As but if you look at the Wizards, they're pretty much in the same state as they were before. I don't really see them getting anywhere near a championship. I mean, I have them in seventh in the East. And I don't think they're going to even win a playoff game or even a series. Um, I don't really see them doing too much with that. 
that's the reason why I think the Rockets won the trade. I mean, yeah, the that that pick was heavily protected, but still, giving up a pick that kind of it kind of stunts the growth of the Wizards, and I don't really know what the Wizards are going to do now. I don't know. So I feel like the reason that the Wizards did this trade, they didn't do it as a a long term trade. They obviously did it as a win now move because Bradley Beal's under contract, I believe, for two more years, two or three more years. So and I, I read the report that was written in the Athletic by David Aldridge um, that. Yeah, the Wizards weren't as confident that John Wall was really taking his rehab as seriously, and they wanted to have a, a culture shift. And I mean, Russell Westbrook—he gives 110% on offense. He doesn't play any defense, but I guess that's something. But like, they did this as a win-now move, and right now, I think Russell Westbrook is better than John Wall because we haven't seen John Wall play in two years. So that's why, in my opinion, the Wizards won the trade. <clears throat> All right. Um... So, I agree with uh, Kyle. Uh, I, I also believe, and uh, Isa, I also think Wizards won the trade. And just, I, I don't know what area is saying about having three potential stars. Yeah, James Harden is definitely a star. Um, but by the looks of it, I don't think he's going to remain on the team much longer. Uh, him and PJ Tucker just... Uh, there's been pictures of them just like sitting in pack or practice, just chilling, and like they do not look motivated to play. So I see them both getting traded. Um, Demarcus Cousins and John Wall both coming off Achilles injuries. Um, there hasn't been an athlete uh, in the NBA that has ever come back and like played as they were before. And like John Wall has so many more injuries on top of that. So it's going to be, a, those are two really big what-ifs if they play to their potential. Um, I, I don't think it's it's going to happen. Um, and then on top of that, there's they don't really have depth on their, depth on their team. Um, it's just Eric Gordon, but like he has so many injuries too. Um, it's just, I don't know what the Rockets are doing, um, but Kyle did uh, bring up, uh, make some good points. They got a lot, a lot of draft picks back with the Robert Covington uh, trade. And so I guess we can see kind of a direction. And um, with John Wall and uh, DeMarcus Cousins both on a team, I guess they're both friends. So, like, I guess that works out for the fans, like, for, you know, just for, for, for now. But, like, I don't, I don't think Wizards by any means won the trade or even came close to it. I think they're just, um, just uh, I guess, trying to take as much less damage as possible. But um, just going back, to Rockets, uh, or sorry, not the Rockets, uh, the Wizards. Um, Russell Westbrook getting added to the team was such a huge bonus or plus, in my opinion, because not only is he a great teammate, though I, I know some of you guys might disagree for some reason, um, his teammates have always loved him in, in the past, and um, already Bradley Beal has uh, made uh, comments about how much energy Russell Westbrook has brought to the team. He's showing up to practice two hours from before or before the game. And like, I really think um, with uh, uh, Ray was saying something about him, not uh, stunning the growth of the youth. I, I totally disagree with that because well, for example, uh, Thomas Bryant, he's, he's a center. Yeah. Okay. Russell Westbrook's going to take away his stats. That, that's a, I agree with that. Like he's a stat pattern, but it's not, it's not a bad thing because um, with Russ Westbrook grabbing rebounds, they're able to push the floor much faster. Bradley Beal is a much faster player than um, the likes of uh, James Harden. So 
I, I think that will work really well on fast breaks. Um, and then Thomas Bryant will get a lot more passes because Russell Westbrook, though he has so many turnovers, I agree with that. If he can, if he can maintain that and control that, I think he can dime Thomas Bryant a lot, get Rui Hachimura, whatever his name is, um, very involved in the offense. And I think just him as a floor general on the team again, I think that will be uh, extremely amazing. It's uh, just uh, up to the Wizards coach to make sure that he's able to control Russell Westbrook. And if that if, if Russell Westbrook can be controlled by the coach and play as a team, I think Wizards are definitely a team to be feared in the East. That's all I got to say. Yeah, facts. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the Wizards, uh, their coach, isn't it Scott Brooks, right? Am I... Secret play? Yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, Scott Brooks is also uh, one of the best coaches that Russell Westbrook had um, very early on. So I think it'll be a very great reunion. So uh, great point. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like maybe Scott Brooks, he was with Russell whenever he was on OKC. So I feel like he has like a better way of understanding. He's known Russell for a lot longer and maybe he could like talk him into like, you know, buying into the system a little bit more. But one thing that really kind of triggered me that uh, Narf said was that you know, he said that there there are players who have never come back or they've come back, but not nearly as good as they were before uh, from an Achilles injury. And I have to disagree. Uh, they, I know one specific player who's come back for from an Achilles injury and he's been like, you know, getting care. He's been carrying a team right now and he's been getting abused by a team, actually. Uh, Rudy Gay, actually, uh, he's he's. He actually got his uh, oh, and, and Dominic Wilkins. Oh, I, I was like, wait, which player is he talking about? I was so confused. I was like, no way, Kobe didn't come back from it. Like, oh my god, I was. Yeah, Dominic Wilkins got pretty bro. close. Don't Kobe do that. Was Kobe was good too. It's not like he start. He was like absolute garbage after that. But I mean, oh, like, but yeah, cool. I mean, you do have a point. You do have a point. Yeah, it's kind of hard to come back from an Achilles injury just because you lose that range of motion. And your, you know, your acceleration. Explosive. Expl- and John exactly. was an explosive player. That's what he was doing. Exactly. For. Exactly. So I feel like, yeah, like I agree with a lot with what everyone has been saying. And I, I'm going to have to disagree with A-Ray saying that, you know, the Wizards are going to suck because of Ru- Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, I acknowledge that Russell Westbrook sucks in some ways, but I but I do know he's a good player. But A-Ray, he just likes to hate on Russell Westbrook. Um, that's just that, the way that it is. That's definitely true. Okay. As much as I support okay, Westbrook, on, this dude does the complete opposite. He is so biased. He opposes it to Westbrook. <laughs> he just like, hate Westbrook. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, okay, I don't think he's going to make them worse. I, actually, I said that they're going to be the seventh seed, so in theory, that would be making them a better team. What, anyway, what I, I just have one question. Is, Why do you hate Westbrook? Why do you hate Westbrook? I just, I just want everybody on the bro. internet to hear it. <laughs> we can take this off the podcast, my friend. No, no, that's it, bro. Let them know, bro. Don't hold the podcast back. Come no, on. no, not today. No, not today. We're doing it today. Right, We're going so, there. People that know me on a personal level, and you guys know that I'm the biggest Marcus Smart fan out there. And like a couple of years Gosh. ago, they were playing a game against Westbrook, and Smart dropped a career high on him. But like, that's awesome, right? But we got Westbrook out here talking trash to the media saying, Mark Smart, who? And Smart dropped 27 on his head. And Smart was like, I want to say he was either a rookie or a sophomore player at the time. And Westbrook, I don't know, man. Something about that attitude and that ego it just got me heated. But I guess I am a little bit biased. But a little bit. It is what it is. But Russell Westbrook. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
hear, hear me out. Hear me out. So the reason why I said it's going to stunt the growth of the younger players is because he's so much more ball dominant than John Wall is. And that would mean less touches for the youngsters. We're talking about like Rui Hashimura, Maurice uh, Wagner, and all these other guys. So I feel like if they get less touches, it's going to stunt their growth no matter what. I mean, yeah, they're going to be scoring efficiently, but they won't be scoring on their own. They won't be able to do things that they can do without Westbrook. You know what I mean? And then another reason why, and we're going to step step away and aside from um, Westbrook and the players. So if you guys remember when IT got traded from the Celtics, obviously Danny Ainge and the Celtics management got a lot of hate for it. And a lot of players within the NBA, they were kind of wanted to stay away from going to the Celtics in, uh, in the free agency market. So now we've got the Wizards doing something kind of similar. Obviously, it's not as bad as um, the IT situation. but if you think about it, like John Wall's like, he's been there. He's the longest tenured player on the Wizards. And, you know, there was a report that came out that said that he didn't like want to be traded. And they said that he was going to be traded. And then they said that, no, you're not going to be traded. And then he ended up getting traded. So, I mean, it might be a, a small problem, but it might, you know, uh, grow up to be a bigger problem in the future. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, you guys do make some really good points and we'll kind of have to see how it goes. There are a lot of what ifs, but if all those what ifs for the Rockets, um, those three players being healthy are a good thing, then, <laughs> then, then yeah, whatever. But anyways, I want to hear Shaman's thoughts on this. Thoughts on what? <laughs> no, what kind of word vomit did I just hear? He wants to give Marcus Smart that Seagull Gog Gog 3000. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. All I heard. <laughs> All right. No, what I heard is that we're moving to the next fucking topic. We're moving to the next topic now. All right. We're going over and under. We're definitely going over that fucking whatever bullshit you just said, bro. Oh, man. All right. Over unders. Over unders. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. So, assuming we're all looking at the same list. Uh, so, over under. Right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, like not only ESPN, but like, you know, we've we've been looking at some of the projected wins of uh, some teams. And uh, basically the this team in specific or in particular, I didn't like the way that they've been placed right by Vegas uh, per VegasInsider.com. They basically have like a whole list of, you know, all 30 teams in the league. And uh, essentially they have. <clears throat> Shami, you got to you got to chill out with that, homie. <laughs> Sorry, uh, this muffin's delicious. Essentially, they have San Antonio winning 28.5, 29.5 games out of 72. And I feel like that's just absolutely horrendous. And now, a lot of people will disagree with me. But I feel like one thing that the Spurs did do this offseason is that they maintain continuity. Like, Jacoperto, like, he's been with the team for a few years. DeJounte Murray, he's been developing. Derek White, developing. And, like, I feel like that actually should give them reason to be higher up in, in the league. I feel like it's really, like, disrespectful for the Spurs to be down at 29.5 with the likes of freaking, like, Cleveland winning 22 games, like, 22.5. Like, come on, man. And, I mean, everyone has their opinions and whatnot. Um, and the Spurs have always been written off. Like, it's there's never been a single season where they're like, oh, Spurs are going to be amazing this season. They're going to absolutely win it all. They're going to be on the top of the pack. Like, it's almost never like that. Um, and it's really unfortunate, but uh, but that's just the way it is for the Spurs. Um, that's all I got to say about the Spurs. I feel like it should be at least a few games higher. Uh, 
Because that's just ridiculous, man. Like when he I, I actually game. agree with you, Isa. Because uh, they still have DeRozan. Did you see exactly. that NBA top 100 list? And they put DeRozan at like exactly. 83? Like, come on. Put some respect on his name. Put some that's ESPN.com. Like, ESPN.com put DeRozan at 83. Man, like, we should be. Come on, dude. DeRozan, bro. Like, it just makes no sense. And oh. I feel like the yeah. people always write off players on the first team. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, ESPN is a business. They don't care. They don't give a shit about. They don't give a shit about like you know being objectively right because like you know ESPN is not basketballreference.com. These people are out here to make money, and uh, one thing they really care about is not is not the sport of basketball. They care about advertisements and CPMs. So they're gonna say dumb shit all the time just so they can get more traffic and this way more advertisements will load. And oh, is that what Ari be doing with uh, Marcus Smart? <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is, bro. Chill. Smart was ranked thirty-seven. So, calm down, please. That's some recency Higher than bias. DeRozan. That is some recency bias. Yeah, that is. All right, all right. No bias. All right, no please bias. continue. I think I cut you off, uh, Isa. No, I mean, I, I only wanted to give my my opinion on the Spurs, and I feel like they're just being like you know, they they're just being disrespectful, man. I feel like they deserve to be higher, and hey. there's a number of reasons they should be higher. Dude, but, uh, exactly. Here, yeah, let me. About this. Hey, uh, yo, I'll take over. Okay. So let me give you one of the reasons why. So they're in the Western Conference, and that conference is highly competitive. And right. for that reason, I'm going to have to – yeah, so one of the teams that was on there was the Jazz, and I believe they were ranked at like 42 wins – or 40 wins. Sorry about that. And I actually think that they're going to go under that just because the West is super competitive, like I've mentioned. And that's probably why the Spurs in, um, are ranked a lot lower because they're going to have to go up against a lot – like more better teams like if they were in the eastern conference then maybe yeah they'd have more wins than 29 but because they're in the western conference it's the same thing with the jazz because they're in the western conference there's going to be a lot more harder teams that are going to be on the road and their schedule so that being said i think the jazz are going to go under and another reason why is all the teams around them also got a lot better so if you look at pretty much any team in the western conference they got a lot better the Jazz, the pretty much the only acquisitions they made that I can think of off the top of my head is they extended or they uh, re-signed uh, Jordan Clarkson and they also got Derek Favors. So now they've got a decent, like a pretty good six man in Jordan Clarkson, and then now they've got another center or another front court player that can't shoot the ball. So now you've got Rudy Gay and Derek Favors, and it remains to be seen if both of them will be starting at the same time. But that's just two centers that can't really shoot the ball from three. And then on top of that, like. Um, Joe Ingles is kind of falling off. Um, Bogdanovich is coming off an injury. So, like, I really don't see the Jazz winning too many games. And there's only so much that a guard can do in this league. Uh, I've always been somebody that says that a guard can't carry um, a team to a, like, you know, like a high-seeding playoff. You know what I mean? So that's just my personal opinion. I don't know what you guys have to say about it. I want to hear Kyle's personal opinion. Um, I mean, I don't really have a huge take on the Jazz. I haven't really thought about them much. You're right that they um, they did bring back Jordan Clarkson and they did resign Derek Favors used to be on the team. He's back now. Um, they, um, I don't know. I don't think I doubt that they'll start Derek Favors and what's his name Rudy Gobert at the same time. I would I would assume they'd rather start like Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles and then put Bogdanovich at the four because you have to remember that they didn't have Bogdanovich in the playoffs when they lost to the Denver Nuggets. So it remains to be seen what they look like, but you could be def- you definitely could be right. 
so I actually have one thing to say. Um, see, the Jazz, they, on, on paper, they don't look like the most amazing team. But it's just, I, I feel like they're very good defensively, uh, especially with Rudy Gobert as the anchor. And he, he's been uh, mentioned in the Defensive Player Award uh, multiple years, the all-defensive team. Overrated. Okay, and you only consider overrated. him overrated. You only consider him overrated because he took the Defensive Player of the Year award away from Marcus Smart. Hell so yeah, bro. So your Hell opinion yeah, is irrelevant. Your opinion does not matter. <laughs> that, that's the only reason why you're wrong. So, yeah, on paper, Jazz Okay, hold up, hold up. What? I just want to say one thing, and I have to cut you off for this. Last year, they won 42 games. So going down two wins is not out of the realm of possibility. And... Yeah, so, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep yeah, it's, it's two wins, but you don't even consider him a, a playoff team, do you? Nope, just because I feel like the other teams will be oh, a lot better than losing, they are. You think by losing two games, they're not going to get into playoffs? I don't know. Um, I, I well, get it. The like West the, is very competitive. Yeah, go ahead. I think they were, like, the sixth or fifth or sixth seed last year at 42 wins. So, with two more less, like, with two less wins that they could fall off and there's you got rising teams in the league you've got um the mavericks who are going to be ranked a lot higher this year in my opinion you've got the suns who could reach um like some some playoff relevancy and then you've got even the memphis grizzlies in my opinion they they could get a win or two here and there just kind of like keep the jazz out of um playoff contention you know what i mean like getting a spot like a playoff seed Oh, okay. Oh, what y'all want to hit first, man? Y'all want to do trivia, or y'all want to talk about Warriors? Come on, make a decision, because I definitely want to do. I want to do both of them, but make a decision, y'all. Come on. I know Narf has something to say about the Warriors, so uh, he got it. And then let's do the trivia question by our main man, Kyle. But Narf, go ahead. Uh, say your thing about uh, the Warriors. All right. So for the over and under. Uh, wait, 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 real quick. I just want to say they, they, they still, still drafted, drafted James Wiseman at number two. <laughs> I just want to bring that up again. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Put some respect on his name. All right. Uh, so the Warriors, they, uh, their odds are 36.5, which I feel like is such a disrespect to a team that has Stephen Curry. And, um, you know, um, this, this team, they don't, like, they lost Clay Thompson, but I think they're still an amazing team. And I have a very hot take. I really think they're going to be third seed in the West. And I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but they have Stephen Curry. And I'm not I'm not the biggest Curry fan or anything. But, but their team for, uh, has James Wiseman, who's a – I think he has potential to be a really good center. And um, and then they have Eric uh, Paschal, who's in a sophomore year. He's a very good scorer. Uh, Marquise Chris, he's a good rebounder. And he, he has a defensive presence. He's not the best defender, but, like, you know, he, he's he's there. Draymond Green has always been known for his defense. Andrew Wiggins easily 20-plus points per game for. He's a, he's a great support for um, Steph Curry. Uh, they have Kelly Oubre, sexy man. Um, so, you know, uh, and then uh, so he's great defensively. And Ken Bazemore, he's a great shooter off the bench. You know, so they have that. They have everything. So I think if everyone can stay healthy and Steph Curry can play at his MVP level, don't forget who Steph Curry is, man. This guy won unanimous MVP, fully deserved. And I, I think with him on the team, as long as he's healthy and as long as the entire team is healthy, I think they have great chemistry and I think they have great potential to be number three. So 
Um, I kind of want to push back on the point that you made. I don't think they're going to be a three seed. When I when I actually saw that their odds were so low, I'm actually going to take those odds at what they are. So my reasoning for this is that their starting lineup, I'm going to project it to be Steph, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, and then either at center is either going to be James Wiseman, James Wiseman, sorry, or Kevon Looney. Only one of those guys is an above-average three-point shooter. It's Steph is the best shooter in the league. And then the second closest is Kelly Oubre, um, who's at like 35%. Uh, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins are both bad shooters, uh, and Kevon Looney and James Wiseman are both non-shooters. Uh, the Warriors, they're not as shallow as I thought they were. They actually have like a nine or ten man deep rotation. But three three or four of those players are power forwards or centers who are non-shooters. Uh, teams will be able to lock on to Steph, similar to what they did last year, because you got to remember before Steph got hurt last year that the Warriors were trash. Uh, they were like one and three and Steph was putting up like 25 a game, but he was struggling with efficiency because teams could just hop on him. So, I just want to say uh, Steph Curry only played five games last year. So, and on top no, of those, no, that's those not I agree. Yeah, those games are only, he didn't even play full minutes. He played, what, uh, he only averaged 27.8 minutes per game. So that's not even his normal level. Because so. they were getting blown out in most of those games. Um, so, I mean, don't get me wrong, Steph's a great player, but teams are going to lock on him. Plus, he's 32. Him and Draymond have both played like long finals runs the past five or six years i may i could be wrong they could because they definitely did get more athletic this year they could run up and down the court but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs i had them at ninth, but you got to remember you, from seven to ten is in the playing tournament so they could definitely get into the playoffs but i don't think they're going to be higher than maybe six all right uh, uh are we still doing this trivia thing because i'm actually legitimately excited for that let's go for it yeah um so uh so the question for today's trivia is, let me just pull it up real quick. So in NBA history, in the course of NBA history, they have been five players in their rookie seasons who have averaged 20, 20 points, five assists, and five rebounds. Um, three of those players are either Hall of Famers or Surefire Hall of Famers. Um, two of them are Oscar Robertson, the other one, uh, Michael Jordan, and LeBron. LeBron's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Fourth guy is Luka Doncic, who, with his career trajectory, it looks like he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Can you guys name who the fifth player is? Okay, I okay. Give me a hint. Okay, is he like a recent player or no? <laughs> if I can ask for a hint, no, he's not a recent player. Yeah. yeah so Issa, you got to go first. Dang, oh, can you repeat bro. the question? Yeah, okay. So. There have only been five players in history who have gotten 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists in their rookie season. LeBron okay, was okay. one, Jordan was one, Luca was one, and Oscar Robinson, Robertson was one. So he's saying who's, who's the, the last guy? Who's the fifth one? Damn. Uh, ben Simmons? Nope. No, no, nah, it's definitely not Ben Simmons. Uh, in their rookie season? Okay. Can you tell us what season or what like year he was drafted or no? My guy just made the pick. We don't. We don't got time. Oh my god, bro! There's like, <laughs> all right. Uh... All right. Someone, someone else guess. Uh... Yeah, you guys go for it first. I'll go next. All right, Harry, go ahead, bro. Bro, if it's not Marcus Smart, it's gotta be. Wait, so you say he's not recent, right? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with Hucky. Oh. I'm gonna. Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Tim Duncan. All right. Uh, you guys are both wrong. John, you want to give it a crack? Paul George. Huh? Not Paul George. Uh, this is this is something that this guy honestly is only known for. This the answer is Tyreek Evans. Boo! Bro, what Tyreek yeah. Evans? 
Is that guy? I don't think he's in the league anymore. Tyreek Evans. <laughs> there you go. That's unfortunate. Right, nobody got that right. I oh, almost was gonna say man. him too. I'm like, that's crazy, bro. That was my second guess, bro. Evans. <laughs> All I know was Isa was uh, googling it, but he couldn't find it. So yeah, my man was buying some time. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was right. He did Google lot. Last time we did trivia, this dude did Google. He admitted it after. Yeah, we got it. Oh, uh, you capping, bro? Yo, Isa, you better, you better uh, share your screen next time so we can see you searching it up. I got you, bro. I got you. Don't worry uh, about it. Nah. <clears throat> All right, I think I think that's we're just about to call it, bro. Yep. Yep. All right, Ray, write us out. Write us out, man. Write us out, Ray. Bro, you know I love writing us out. So what? You guys already know. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you guys follow us on our socials. Um, so if you want to watch us on YouTube, we got some gameplay in the background. We're on, we're at, we're on there at the East Coast Browncast. We're also on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts at uh, the East Coast Browncast, and we're also on Instagram at ECBcast. And we just opened up a Twitter too. So if you guys want to reach out to us, please do. And if you guys want to see our projection standings to see what what teams we think are going to be good, what teams are going to be bad. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at ECBcast. And with that, guys, that's pretty much all we've got for you guys today. And just remember, Marcus Smart, the GOAT. Rudy Gobert is overrated. Basketball Siakam's overrated. Cap. <laughs>